Hi everyone, Simon here. Hope all is good with you all. This is a quick apology message. Dom was recording these Ultimate Raven episodes, so three of them, Strangers with Candy, The Succession, and The Boys, and he did them all in one night, and I was going to leave Zoom on for him and record the audio and sort of, you know, then manipulate it and make it sound up to our normal audio standards. And unfortunately, I fell asleep on the sofa. Whoops. So completely my bad. Dom recorded the audio through some software that he had at work. And unfortunately, the audio quality isn't up to our normal Raven standards. And uh, it's completely my fault. I fell asleep. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry to all three of you, to Ed Harrison and to Chuck my sincere apologies the episodes are still awesome amazing content so please listen my apologies for the audio quality you know we take pride in our audio quality now that we actually know what we're doing so thank you apologies still great podcast episodes and content so I really hope you enjoy and thank you hello and welcome to the Ravens movie tv and tv podcast uh, where it's always 10.30 at night, it's time to grab the snacks from the sweet cupboard, move on upstairs, and settle in as tonight's TV show for debate is The Boys. Now, I am joined by not only an ultimate raven, but is raven even really the right word? I am here with the ultimate pigeon king himself, Ed! Ed, how are you, my friend? Man, doing fine, doing fine. Glad to be here. It's so good to see you. I'm so glad you're here. And I'm so glad to be talking about this amazing TV show that you chose for Ultimate Raven. So for anyone who hasn't listened to any of our other Ultimate Raven episodes um, so far, uh, Ultimate Raven was a tier that we have um, where basically you could choose three seasons of a TV show for me to watch. And Ed picked the boys. I had never seen the boys before, Ed. But tell me, um, kind of about your journey with the boys, where you discovered it, and kind of what you thought of it. Let's let's start from there. Um, I think I discovered it prior to. I think it came out in 2019, prior to uh, lockdown, and so. Uh, I fell in love with the show. Um, I've always been a huge uh, comic book nerd. And so uh, anyone that has watched this show can see <laughs> the realness of the show. Like it, it brings uh, a reality that's different than, you know, I guess you would say the Disney cookie cutter Marvel style. Um the boys is more realistic of what you would probably see if people were able to have superpowers. And so that makes um, this TV show unique. And I also, um, I've read a lot of the uh, comics. The comics are 10 times worse. Um, (laughs) And so, you know, I wanted to see what it was based on. And, man, it was really disturbing. Uh, but they do do a good job of 
of bringing it to the screen. And so I know that you like um, the Marvel Universe. And so that's why I suggested this show. I thought that you would get a kick out of it. And, you know, it has some hints at um, DC Comics and Marvel Comics and the characters. But um, it's definitely unique. And and the creators have done a great job with with that, uh, with this production. I have to say, I totally agree. I was so pleasantly surprised when I started watching it um, and how close it was to to kind of like the the likeness of Marvel and the likeness of DC, but with the reality of of modern world culture and and the way life is now, and that everything is about money and everything is driven about money. And um, to to put the show into a little bit of context, we have superheroes in the world, and superheroes are a known thing and um, uh, are ultimately probably the most respected, loved, and adored people on the planet. And they monetize it. They make profit out of it. And they're essentially part of a huge like agency that's like, like, a, it's like working for a massive record label, you know, where they're expected to go out and do public appearances for large sums of money. Um, and it's just... What a, what a crazy concept, but it, it works so, like, brilliantly well. Don't, you know, don't you think that, that that's kind of – when you think of superhero stuff now, you don't think they're going to do things for the greater good. They're going to do things for themselves. Yeah. Um, yeah, you nailed it. And that, like, brings me right to the first character that I think about, A-Train. Like, uh, <laughs> it's all his motivation – is self-absorbed, like, and um, I like complex characters, like even um, the villain of the show, Homelander. He is so, like, as the show goes along, he just becomes scarier and scarier. Um, I just rewatched the um, last season uh, over the last couple of days, and that's what I love about it. You could watch the show rather quickly. Um, it doesn't feel like a, a, a lug or too long because it's only like eight episodes each season. But um, the duality of the characters, like, it's sad to say, but, like, there have been moments even with, with Homelander where I felt sorry for him. Like when the uh, guy that created him um, talked about how he's like a dog or or you know, that didn't have his mother, you know, and, and then, like, the guy, even in the last season, when he met uh, Soldier Boy, his quote-unquote uh, dad, uh, he really wanted to to have a relationship with him. And then Soldier Boy was like, nah, dude, you're a disappointment and you're a pussy, basically. That's what he said. Um, hate the language, but, hey, <laughs> it's what he called him. I mean, on the show uh, where they frequently call people cunts. So, um, so yeah. it's, the language is rough uh, yeah. <laughs> on this on this show. But I, I promise you, uh, when I first watched this show, the first season with my friends uh, uh, that I played video games, I used to play a lot of video games back then prior to my second child. And I was like, man, if I could just call somebody a cunt one day, it would just make my day. But <laughs> obviously, you're not going to be allowed to do that, you know. But uh, 
yeah, uh, butcher. I mean, you, you'll have to move to England because it's a daily occurrence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, butcher, butcher, man, he gets away with it, and he's a tough guy, man. Like, like when I was look, reading on the wiki about the characters, like he has like a nickname for everybody, uh, followed by the word cunt, you know, like, you know, smart cunt or you know, old. Granny banging cunt. That's what he calls them, Soldier <laughs> Boy. So yeah, it's but it's a great show. I mean, Carl Urban as Billy Butcher. We have uh, uh, is he Australian? Like an Australian man playing a guy from London with kind of an East End of London accent. And it, it you know, people from the UK will kind of understand that a little bit more and, and what that means. But he's what we'd call a bit Cockney and. He just uses this. Every other word is the C word. He's just like, wow, you can. And this is can. And, you know, it's just continuous. And, you know, luckily we've got an explicit rating. So apologies to anyone who, who hates that word. Um, but if you hate that word, you will not enjoy the boys because it is continuous. And just to jump back to Homelander, played by Anthony Starr, who just does psychotic superhero so incredibly well i mean imagine if superman did everything for fame glory and money and was just a bastard about it all the time that is Mm -hmm. homelander and he's terrifying and just becomes this power crazy lunatic and wants to be in charge of all of the other superheroes even the i can't remember the woman's name that was that he's like is it grace not grace madeline uh, madeline Madeline Grace, yeah, uh, I think that's her name. And then uh, you got the hair popper. Um, what's her name? Newman, Victoria Newman. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's yeah. right. And so, uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> he is he is beyond crazy. Like, but he's scary. He's the guy that plays him. Man, like his performance every bit of award winning like he brings all kinds of emotion and then just imagine if you were looking at that script and some of the things that he has to do like uh you know like uh his obsession with milk you know like uh, he uh he literally drank breast milk you know that he finds from someone that he murders you know uh, and then um, he also drank milk from the cow, you know, that was sick. Uh, but, I mean, this guy is just a a great, great uh, performance by him. And, and I can't really think of any of the actors that I would say backs it in or, or doesn't do a good job. Uh, they all portray their characters very very well um because even like with billy you know yeah he he's very inappropriate they all are for the most part inappropriate but they're for some reason they're lovable you know and i mean obviously homelander isn't lovable he's he does his job good he makes you hate him uh but i i was trying to think of which character I hated the most? Is it Homelander? Is it Victoria Newman? Uh, it's it's tough. Is it A Train? You know, I mean, 
it's you got like some winners, you know, when it comes to being the top top build of bad guy on the show. Uh, it, it is a fantastically like really well put together program, and I, I can't pick anyone that I don't like because as much as they're not likable, they're they're likable at the same time. Like I really didn't like who's the, what's the name of the 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 fish one like the the fake Aquaman. Oh, the deep. Oh man, the deep. Yeah, the, the deep. deep. The deep's got <laughs> fucking issues. <laughs> yeah, he's got so many issues. Yeah. It could be pretty funny too. Um, yeah, but, but you're right. He is sick, man. Uh, and he's just a pawn. He's he's a pawn for Homelander. He's using them, man. And it's just hey, the it was some sick moments between him and the the sea life. You know, like he's basically having sex with uh, sea sea creatures. Yeah, jellyfish. <laughs> There's a jellyfish at one point. There's an octopus. There's an octopus. It's so weird. It is weird. (laughs) Oh, oh, what about the moment where um, Homelander makes him eat the octopus? Or was it a squid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and the the huge whale on the beach. (laughs) Yeah, I felt so sorry for him. Like when when so bad. (laughs) When I watched that over... um, the character Black Noir, uh, the mute character. Like mm-hmm. when I watched it again, he went up to the well and he like put his hand on it and he was just really sad for it. Like <laughs> that and speaking of that uh character, he's mute, but the performance that the guy gives is amazing. Like, you know, um, when you know they explain his background in season three, you really feel sorry for him, you know, because like he's a dangerous guy. Like obviously, probably second to Homelander, I would say, as far as most feared, um, quote unquote hero <laughs> of the seven. But he doesn't even talk, and he just gives this amazing um, physical, you know, performance. And, you know, uh, of course, he started utilizing, writing little notes and stuff. But when they tell his story, it's really sad, man. Really sad. Yep. Even though they're bad guys. You know? I mean. yeah. <laughs> they've, become, they've become that way, haven't they? So we've, like, just to add, like, an extra layer of context, we have superheroes that are bred to be superheroes and to save the world and stop bad things from happening. And they do to a point. But then there's there's be her herself, like you said, with her partner and and do what they want to do um, without any fuss. Uh, and it's it's difficult. It's difficult. I think there's there's a lot to be said about the kind of subtle commentary. As as funny as this program is, there's there's that kind of subtle commentary that you know celebrity isn't always a wonderful thing. You are kind of built up into this world, and you don't own your world. Somebody else does, and you have to do what they say. You know whether that be uh, an agent or a manager or something like that. And that's just, that's kind of what they're trying to get across a bit as well, I, I think, anyway. Right. And then with a lot of, uh, uh, like, in the last scene where, you know, the people are, are outside Fort Tyler and they're, like, um, toppling over the soldier boy, um, 
statue uh, in season three. And then uh, when you read some of the signs, it's like uh, guns and the Bible and Homelander. You know, it's 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 tackling a lot of stuff that's our hot topics here in America. Because really, uh, I guess you could say with the start of season two, when they introduce old man Stormfront. And they sort of, uh, sort of started, uh, I would say, um, uh, making Homelander similar to like a Donald Trump type character, uh, mm-hmm. with some of the things that he says. Because, um, of course, you know, I mean, <laughs> I'm definitely not pro Trump, but you know, one thing that I can say that Donald Trump exposed a lot of people on is, hey, you can't sit on one side of the fence anymore uh, when it comes to America. And so, hey, at least with that, I would rather know where my quote-unquote opposition is versus just hiding it. And Mm so um, when they took the show to that level, you can see, like I said, the social commentary because it's, it's just reflecting, hey, what's really going on here? And then, uh, like, let's talk about um, M.M. Mother's Milk. I think he's, uh, like, my second favorite character uh, because, like, this guy dealing with uh, his girlfriend's uh, boyfriend, I don't know if they were married or not, but uh, that dude was, like, in love with Homeland. That's a tough situation. Like, he's not in his household because of choices he made, but this guy's in the household, and he's taking his daughter to the rallies and stuff. That's crazy, man. Like, I was like, wow, I, I could feel his pain right there. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just a tough situation, and uh, just is 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 talking about a lot of things that need to be touched on, you know, and like even like there was a moment in the episode I watched this morning in season three where like he was like um m m was having like this rant where he was like, "Hey, Huey and uh, butcher, they can go off and they can do whatever they want, but I can't do that because m m he's a black guy, you know, and you know what. I feel them sometimes. It's just like in my neighborhood. My neighborhood is predominantly white. It's not a lot of um, um, black families in where I live. And sometimes, like, we have this Facebook group, and, man, people are getting there and start bitching about just some bullshit, basically. Like, somebody let the dog out or the dog barking. You know, first world problems, what I like to call it. (laughs) And so I never say anything. Because at the end of the, yeah, this is where I live, but I I know that I'm a minority here, and I honestly, in some cases, um, you know, your words may go on what they call it, deaf shoulders or whatever. But like mm-hmm. I've lived a lot of my my life like that, um, just because of, like you said, if you're a minority, you know, and so when he was saying that, that spoke spoke to me. And, you know, like, elite, even with a lot of the Ravens, a lot of the Ravens, I know most of them are females, probably, dude, what you think is even 10, 10 Ravens that are male, maybe? I don't know. It may be more than that. I don't know. 
probably about six. Right. <laughs> exactly. So and that includes that's, me and Simon. Right. But it's like um I tell you, like my best friend, she she tells me all the time, she's like, You're a feminist and I'm like Okay, that's weird. You know, I'm a you know a male, but I get what she's saying um, because I do have like a lot of strong females around me, uh, and they raise me. But hey, you learn. It's like the it's a similarity in the gender and stuff like that. You just man, you just do your do you. You know, I mean, it's a time and a place for everything. Not saying you got a little scared, but. Uh, He's right. Like you can't do some things that other people can't do. Like I mean, it's gonna be it's crazy. Like you know how sometimes um I would inbox you and Simon about like gun violence and stuff over here. Man, it's so many times where like if <laughs> a black guy goes do some um domestic terrorist stuff, that dude nine times ten gonna die. White guy, he might make it. They'll they'll take him to jail, and so it's it's crazy. Like, but hey, you just have to be smarter, and that's things that you know. I like that this show tackles. It tackles a lot of tough subjects. Yeah, yeah, and it's not just another kind of superhero show. It's not <laughs> like Marvel. It's not like DC. It's not you know. It, it's not superheroes running around saving the world. It's superheroes that are corrupt and people right. trying to expose them, but the people that are trying to expose them are corrupt. And the people that, you know, are trying to do the right things can't because they're, they're set at a disadvantage. And that, that's kind of what it's all about, is that the people at a disadvantage that are the, becoming the, the minority or the supposed minority mm-hmm. are kind of less important and, and, and less valued. And it, it, it's, it is more... Um, that there's more on sort of social commentary than than you would expect in the show. As as brutal as the show can be, mm-hmm. there there is a lot more on social commentary in there, um, and it, and it's amazing to hear. And I I love hearing your point point of view on it and your side and the bits that that hit home for you because it will be different for me because we mm-hmm. we two very different people. Um, right. As much as as much as we get on and and you know uh, I can. Uh, sympathize and appreciate everything that you live through i i don't experience it and and that's a shame and it's a shame that you do experience that because you shouldn't have to you should be able to just put whatever you want in that facebook group and say <laughs> susan at number 16 she put her bins out too early you know and said, right oh, right you know jason at 42 god what what's he up to you know that's just crazy did you hear that motorbike last night nobody could be running a motorbike at 8 30 at night come on you know Ed, just fill up that fucking group man fill it up just put just throw in a cunt oh, in there later on <laughs> I, I, I like where i live i have a neighbor and she's from new orleans and um she's like uh if you ever need me to say anything for you i will and i'm like no i'm oh, good like, like actually hey when i come home you know what i want i like it because it's peace and quiet that's what i want i i like to escape you know, it's it's like, uh, hey, not saying that I live in, I love my neighborhood. I wouldn't have chose it. But, you know, it's just, um, and that's just um, 
being American, you know? I mean, I mean, or it may be like that anywhere. I, I don't know. But, you know, um, because I, I think that when it comes to problems, if you try to run from your problems, you'll be running forever. Um, like, for instance, with, with North, you know, like, man, he paid with his life. But, like, the little cartoon characters in his heads was like, you got to be brave. You got to be soldier boy. And, man, even though he was afraid, he faces fear. He paid with his life. But I can respect that, you know. It's just little things that this show is 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 deep. I don't know if they, they know how deep they, they are. I would assume that they are because I... The writers, um, when I first read their comic, I was like, wow, I know these writers. I know these are some good creators, and the work is excellent. I mean, obviously, it's made it to another medium in um, TV. So um, it, it's really good, though. But I think that some people probably, you know, will shy, shy away from it. Like, I know my wife, she won't watch that. You know, it's too rough for it. but it's, you're missing out, I, I would say. You know, I mean, there are some moments, like like we mentioned, like with the deep and doing all these little freaky stuff with the sea creatures and, and whatever, but I can, I can um, just fast forward that, but, <laughs> but um, you know, it's a, it's a really, really good show, though, a great show, man. Um, and you you talked about like characters. Um, you talked about uh, Noir, but in particular, who doesn't say anything. You know, and we find mm-hmm. out why um, as part of his mm-hmm. story. But also another character that doesn't really say anything is, is Kimiko, and how yes. and how brilliant she is as well. Yes, uh, and she is fucking scary as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they call her. Uh, the female, and you, yeah, and you and you've just got um, Frenchie all the time, just trying to keep her happy and just prevent her from tearing people in half, you know. <laughs> right. It it was so funny, like you know, like how they explored the music part that she loves, you know, because the the character, the lady, the actress that plays her. I mean, she's a beautiful woman, and you know. Uh, I couldn't help but laugh like the last little tirade she went on where she turned her music on and uh, started dancing and then like just pre- proceeded to shred those guys. Man, like she is vicious. Uh, and I think like they have like a very complicated relationship, her and Frenchie. Uh, I, I love Frenchie, man. Like, he he had this line today, you know, like basically him and her, they had to come up it's, um, in the last season where they were like, hey, we're just tired of being pawns for Butcher, you know, like, and like he had this line where he was like, man, we want some vacation days and a dental plan. And I'm like, <laughs> like that really made me laugh. But, they unionized. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, and his vigilantes of unionized. Yeah, he's just sitting there like, what the hell, man? You know, you look good nuts. But uh, it's really, really, really cool. She, she's a cool character. 
Uh, I wanted to ask your opinion about the Storm, Stormfront character when she was introduced in season two. Did you realize, like, as soon, like, let's say, when they did the scene when she was chasing uh, Kimiko's uh, brother to the apartment building, I didn't notice the first time that I watched that that she was just killing everybody. I didn't, I don't know how that, I didn't see it, you know. But on uh, rewatch, uh, you know, because I know that the soups can be reckless. But did you notice from the get go her true nature? Uh, I I always had her as Peter as someone who was kind of off off center for some reason, and you can't initially like kind of see why, mm-hmm. um, and then obviously you 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 get to learn why, and you get to learn that she's been around for. Yeah, like decades and decades and decades and she was part of fucking like the rising of the nazis in in germany you know in in the 40s in the 30s and 40s and um has then like rebranded herself as mm-hmm. as stormfront and has become a soup and has joined the um you know the main group group of superheroes and uh mm-hmm. yeah uh there was there was something not quite I mean, there's not something not quite right about all of them, but she was just, just off center to the rest of them, and it was just like, what's different about this one? Um, and then it turns out she's just some sort of crazy ex-Nazi that mm-hmm. still has those kind of traits, and uh, I don't want to call them values, but those principles, racist, you know, yeah, yeah, those, yeah, those sort of racist elements that. I mean, she gets dealt with in the right way. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> as as my granny would say, she got cut too short to shit. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so she got what was coming to her, and then like it, it was so even you know when she started playing her card cards. Even Homelander was looking at her like, bitch, you crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, like even he wasn't down with that, you know? And so that said a lot right there. But one of the more disturbing scenes in the entire series is um, when uh, she was Miss Liberty and she brutalized that uh, black guy on that rainy night when the... And the girl um, witnessed it. Yeah, and she told him when they showed his face, man, oh my God. Like, I was like, whoa. You know, it, it's a very, very disturbing image. And yeah, she got what was coming to her because uh, even when, when she like, you know, her little catchphrase, I like to see the lights go out, you know. She said that the chemicals brought her too, you know. And so, um, yeah, just uh terrible person and then like at, at first you know when she first came on the scene i was like oh man i like her you know then, like wait a minute you know like she was giving um homelander his shit back to him you know but yeah she she was a very interesting character and then um now i haven't came across that character in the volumes of the comics but like on the show they do a lot of uh, what they call gender swapping. 
Um, mm-hmm. So Stormfront is actually a male in the comic. Okay. And then, like, Victoria Newman is actually uh, mm-hmm. a male, too. And so, uh, and that right there, the head-popping scene, oh, my God. Like, I was like, who is doing this? When I saw that for the first time, did you, okay, so did you have any clue that it was her when you first watched it? Uh, it, it took me some time to to figure it out, but I got there kind of in the end. Because <laughs> you're pretty good at predicting shit. I ain't got a lot of that. Yeah, I was like, uh, okay, <laughs> I think I I think I figured this out now. And then when it came to, to like, fruition, I was like, yes, I got it. You know, I was quite happy with that. So, yeah, yeah. just all in the, in the courtroom when everything's, yeah. like, popping off and you're like, whoa, 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 hang on a minute. You know, how can it, how can this you know how can that be happening and it, and it was there was it her lawyer and her lawyer's like head pops off and stuff and it's just like whoa <laughs> she, yeah she got all the key witnesses to keep her agenda at play you know because now i mean the way things are set up she could be the president you know i mean so i mean all she gotta do is blow big bob man you know she the man you know so but it's she, I think she may ultimately be more dangerous than Homelander. Yeah, definitely. And she's she's not willing to 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 back down, and she's nope. she's she's got about. And, and Huey just can't say anything, can he? Because Huey <laughs> works it out, and he's just like, if he says anything, he's just immediately fucked. Yeah. And uh, she and she, it's he witnesses her kill an old friend. Yes. So kill, killing Huey would be like nothing. So right, it's just right. like, wow, shit, you know, she's just, she can just control everyone because she just do what she wants. And yeah, it's terrible. She's, she is terrifying, but I, yeah, I, I, I think what a fantastic way to, to play it and that we just have no idea what's going on. And then all of a sudden we, we right. you know, she's confronted by someone from her past. She's mm-hmm. trying to deny it and gets caught, but you can't, you can't say anything because if you say anything, you're you're dead. Right. Yeah. I mean, because it, it seems like her powers work. She has to be looking at you, or either looking at you know. Because when they had the fight, she could see his hand. Then she popped his hand. Then she mm-hmm. could see his jawline. Then she popped his lower jaw, and he uh, choked on his blood, basically. Uh, so yeah, it was. Uh, Pretty gruesome. Uh, and at, as you guys have realized by now, I'm sure, uh, when you listen to this, this show is gruesome. It's not for the weak at heart. Like, I mean, it's intestines, uh, blood bath, just blood everywhere. Like, it's, like, that's another thing, aspect of it. Because, like, the, the characters and caricatures of, uh, the superhero types like Captain America, super, Superman, like you said, Wonder Woman. But it's like, what if they just went batshit crazy and didn't give two fucks? That's that's basically what this show is. And um, it's interesting. It's very interesting uh, to see the motivations and to see it all play out. That moment on the flight where Homelander oh and my God. Uh, Queen, Queen Maeve appear on the flight and they're like, help us, help us, help us. And even Maeve says, 
you can say to these people somehow. And he's like, how? And she's like, you know, can't you just grab the plane? And he's like, what? Like gravity will still like pull it down. And it's like we have that. We have such a Superman vision about here that he can fly in, catch mm-hmm. the plane, and like land it safely. And he was like, no, shit doesn't work that way. I'm not going to be able to do that. Let's just cut our losses and get out of here. Come on, let's go. So we didn't make it in time. And then it becomes this big scandal and cover-up. And, yeah, there's, there's like, video footage from phone people's phones on the flight. And they wouldn't even save the one girl. Oh, uh, no. And the, and the mum was pleading, please take her, please yes. take her. And, yes. And he was like, for what? So so she could tell everybody what we did? And, yeah, man, like, like you said, his logic, though terrible. <laughs> man, I, you know, I can't even say it was spot on because that's a terrible thing to say. But like you said, mm-hmm. they, the show for a superhero show is the the – the realism of what he was saying, because like you said, I'm like the last, uh, well, one of the last, the the Brian, Sing- I think it's Brian Singer Superman, where he saved the plane in the uh, in the uh, baseball stadium, you know, during the game, like he just put it down and everybody was saved. I mean, damn, in this plane, folks was flying out, <laughs> you know, the cockpit and everything, like his dumb ass lasered the terrorists and killed the pilot, you know, like he was the one that put him in that situation because he's so reckless with his powers. He's, he's not trained. And and you see a difference between like him and like a soldier boy, like soldier boy actually can throw hands. And so when they were fighting, he was getting the best of him, uh, even though Homelander, like you said, he's 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 the creme of the crop when it comes to the strength levels, clearly. But even with uh, when he fought Maeve, um, she can clearly fight better than him. But he has that out of, like, just going to, hey, I'm the biggest and the baddest. It, it's sort of like, um, and it's, I know uh, Simon, be like, damn, you just hate this guy. Like LeBron James, I say this. LeBron James is the most physically talented basketball player ever. Like when you combine size, speed, strength, all that. So because of that, he just, he could cheat the game. But, you know, another player like uh, Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan, they'll be better than him because when you don't have that, they can go to that skill level. So it's just uh, something similar like you, that you see with Homeland. I think that's going to be his undoing um, eventually, that and his ego, you know, because he doesn't clearly work at his craft. He just knows he's stronger, but uh, he's not that smart because Starlight, uh, I guess that could be the probably the last person we could talk about before we get off. She is also probably the most important character, I would say, on this show. She outfoxes him all the time. Like, mm-hmm. there are so many times when I was like, okay, this dude's finna kill her. Like, but she uses her brain, and she tricks him. Like, it was so smooth how she had, like, her phone on on Instagram, and he was talking yeah. crazy, and she was like, Oh, well, you just told my two million followers, you know, 
and that saved their life. And man, that poor girl who, when we first meet her, is just a young woman that thinks she's about to join, you know, her dream job. And then it t- turns out to be just a disaster from the first, first couple of hours. Yeah. You know, um, I'm, I'm so pleased that, that she managed to, to turn it round though, because for, for so much of the beginning, there was like what the deep made her do. Uh, the deep made her perform a sexual act on him and yeah, said, you, you know, you have said. to do this. Yeah. He um, thought it posed. You know, pose yeah. Like, okay. I've never heard that. <laughs> yeah. He, horrendous, horrendous right. way of describing it. And, and it was very impact. It was good to see it was empowering of her when she stood up for herself finally, you know, like her outfit as well, they made it very skimpy, didn't right. they? They said, you have to wear this and this is what you have to wear. And again, it was social commentary about how people are treated and how people are perceived and shown. And She didn't want to wear any of that. She wanted the little girls that were coming to the conventions to wear her like original outfit and not look kind of like, like slutty and stuff, which is not what she wanted to be at all. She wanted to be this, you know, powerful woman, and protecting other, uh, you know, other people like, but women and young girls and setting an example. She wanted to be an example, and when she finally gets to talk out uh, and speak out about it and and prove that like Homelander and the Deep are all like misogynistic bastards, and um, and she shames them and stuff. It's just kind of it puts her like in control, but also very much mm-hmm. under under the cosh and she's she's just got to watch her back all the time and it's so reflective of real life again and it's just <laughs> scary that that's a real theme isn't it yes yes it is i i can say just so many things that hit home uh even uh what's her name uh Mad- madeline uh mm-hmm. that was uh basically homelander's boss uh until he murdered her uh, like some of the things he would say to her, and she just let it go because he's homelander. Like, uh, she thought that she had control over him dangerously, but uh, like how he was like, it's just amazing a woman your age could have a child. You know, like he he made that little passing comment on her, mm-hmm. and and she was really happy when she caught her promotion. But it also goes to show you, <laughs> man. One other key element of this show is how they lie. And when you cover up lies, you got to keep on lying, don't you? And, and she got crossed up uh, between her and then the fella uh, that created him, told him um, two different stories about Butcher's wife. And that's right. Yeah. That, that sealed their fate, you know. Uh, but yeah, lies, man, it'll do you in in the end. And so uh, that's everybody on this show, uh, at least the bad people, they're liars, you know. Like it's, and it just elevates and elevates and elevates, and they ultimately pay with their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, even Huey lies to start. Yes. And it, all yeah. he has to do is sit with her, tell mm-hmm. her the truth from the beginning, and it will be mm-hmm. fine. But he doesn't, and he covers up that, you know, he's working with Billy, and they're trying to mm-hmm. infiltrate. And, 
yeah, it's just a horrible situation, and it and you sort of feel you feel more for Starlight than kind of anyone, although right. you're supposed to be on Huey's side, aren't you? But actually, right. you feel like Huey's a bit of a bastard as well, you know, because he's <laughs> not got any powers, but he's abusing his position as a as a as a man in this situation, and it's right. it's crazy. It's crazy how what you know analyzing a show like this when we're like, yeah, superheroes and they're fucking each other up and stuff. But when you really look into the, like the, the deep roots of it all, it, it's just about real life, isn't it? It's, it's we're yes. just going to over-exaggerate real life slightly and throw it in your face and, and show you what it's like. And it's, yeah, it's, it's powerful, it's powerful stuff. It is. It is. Yeah. Cause he, he definitely had his chances. Like when he had the heart to heart and he was like, uh, she was like, hey, when we went on our first date, you said it didn't bother you, that I was stronger than you. And he was like, well, it does, you know. And, hey, the truth came out. Hopefully they'll be better for it. But, um, yeah, because he was basically risking killing himself, you know, just to have powers like her when mm-hmm. temporarily. But, I mean, she saw... She she has that wisdom. She's really a very intelligent um, uh, character, and it just shows too. It's not all about Bron. It's a, you have to use, like I said, that intelligence or know how um, to survive or be stronger than um, people that are quote unquote stronger than you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow, Ed. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. What we'll do, we'll do, we'll do one rating, and that one rating is uh, uh, like a rating of the show as a whole between <laughs> one and ten. So, Ed, between one and ten, what, what would you give the boys, and uh, would you recommend it to others? Well, I definitely would give it a ten, a uh, ten of ten, um, and. Uh, I would definitely recommend it to others. If you like just a great story, uh, at the end of the day, I love to say that about comics. They're telling a story that ties together. This show definitely tells a great story that's continuing their shooting season four. Now the cast is spectacular. The story is spectacular. Um, and it's not like a whole bunch of CGI because most of the time they're not like fighting and stuff. They're just, you know, just the drama, <laughs> right? Drama and being assholes, you know, like I mean. <laughs> but um, it's a great story, complex characters, multi-layered characters that show growth, whether good or bad, and. So many things that we didn't even get to touch, you know, um, but um, it uh, should be enough of a tease um, or a review, I would say, uh, for those who want to watch it to to watch it. Absolutely. And uh, I'll, I'll give it a 10 as well. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I'm so pleased you suggested it because I, I don't think I would have necessarily watched it. Um, without someone saying anything because I wasn't sure of its, its existence I think uh, it's one of those programs that I would say uh, I would choose it and I would watch it it's rare uh, so whenever Simon suggests things I always say I wouldn't have picked it um, but this, 
this this I definitely would have picked and you picked a great show Ed and thank you so much and I've really enjoyed this episode uh, with you and I, I look forward to doing more in the future so it's only right and fair that we go out on a Ravens uh, call even though you're you know king of the pigeons um, <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best uh, Billy Butcher impression oh, I might even throw in a little C word as well yeah we got that uh, yeah Right, you ready, you cunt? Here we go. <laughs> We're going to do fucking Ravens on three. One, two, and fucking cunty three. Ravens. Ravens. <laughs> there we go, man. <laughs> <laughs>